hello, hello, and welcome to the Wife Up Podcast. Welcome back to the Wife Up Podcast. And guys, I truly missed being here. Um, Some of you may know or have been wondering where I've been. Um, I took a little bit of a leave, maybe a two-week break because we were moving and we have successfully moved um, into a new home and um, there's still a lot of things that need to be unpacked. How many of you know um, what it's like to move with children? We have six kids. Um, Not all of them live with us. Um, However, uh, we still have three in the house, four at the time. And so just moving a five bedroom home is not something that, um, that's an easy task. So nonetheless, nonetheless, still, still have some unpacking to do and still have some Christmas uh, decorations and stuff to put up. But, uh, I, I wanted to jump back on here, guys. I truly missed this. This is like something that, you know, is truly in my heart to do. And I missed each and every, um, one of you, I don't really know you, but I miss talking to you. Okay. So, um, also I wanted to say really quickly that I, um, wanted to interject my email address because I know that some people have been wanting to reach out, but might not want to put their personal business in the comments. And so here's my email address is warrior wife, warrior wife is spelled W Y F E at gmail.com. I'm also going to put that in a link below for my YouTube channel. And those of you that are listening on my podcast, um, I have a YouTube channel. I'm a visual person. I like to watch people as they speak. So if you are visual like me, um, go on over to my channel and uh, check it out. And if you like the content, guys, please like and subscribe. Okay. So today's topic is weight loss weight loss. You can see it in the title. And you guys know that um, weight loss is going to be a topic that is going to um, be on the top of everyone's list for the next couple of months, right? It usually starts around October, November holiday season. Um, you know, we start eating like crazy and then, uh, we just say, you know what diet is going to pot and then new year, we're going to start something new. Um, and then I'll start my new new year's resolution and, you know, we'll start a new journey then. Okay. And, I just wanted to say that that's not the weight that I'm talking about. When I say weight loss, I mean weight as in burdens. I mean weight as in things that are weighing you down. It's time for weight loss. And with the HMS diet, what is HMS diet? There are things that are heavy weight that you are carrying around in your heart, mind, and spirit. And it is time to release those. It is time to let go of those heavy burdens. It is time to let go of that weight. It's time for some weight loss. I always like to start with a quick little prayer. So here we go. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to be with the Wife Up fam again. I'm so grateful for each and every listener. I'm so grateful for each and every person that's watching the pod, uh, watching the podcast, watching the YouTube channel. Um, I am so grateful for each and every person. I want to ask that you bless each wife's marriage. Um, God, speak to them and let them hear what it is that you want them to hear, Lord, to help better their marriages. Lord, this is what I'm passionate about. And we honor you, God, um, honor your name and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, God. So, um, all right. So most of us have things that we carry, heavy burdens that we should have placed in Jesus' hands a long time ago. But we didn't. And today is one of those. Today is the day that we start. For those that are thinking, what? Like what? Here are a few examples. Honestly, there's so many. I'm, I might have to make a part two, like seriously, because there were so many things that I know people are carrying that they need to let go. But I just, I came up with seven 
and um, we're going to unpack them here today. All right. So the first one, first weight that people need to let go in your weight loss journey is people. I'm going to start with people. Okay. Um, This list is in order, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in that order for you because it might not be people for you. It might be something else. So I'm just going to go down this list. But with people, I broke that down also. So I'm going to start with a first set of people that I'm talking about is your parents. Now, I know I I wanted to be really careful about how I say this and what I say. Why? Because we are to honor our mother and and our fathers. That is what the Bible says. Um, It's not always the easiest thing in the world to do because of why because some of us and i don't mean myself i love mom if you do listen to this um if you if you ever are listening i'm not talking about you i'm just saying though um i know that there are women or wives out there that have moms and dads but we're gonna let's speak about moms right that are dysfunctional i'll just say parents parents that are dysfunctional parents that are angry parents that are bitter parents that are um parents that are messy. Messy is a good word, right? And um, parents that are not honoring God. Um, These parents are causing or trying to cause dysfunction and problems and imposing their will in your household. I've seen it happen between you and your spouse, between you and your kids. I do not believe that honoring your parents mean that you have to allow a parent that is bitter and angry and dysfunctional to run your life. I just... I don't think that's what honoring means. And I, you can honor and love your parent, but set goals, set rules, you know, in your house. In, in other words, if there are things, if there's a way that you want your household to be run, or if there's, let's just say, for instance, you're a Christian, right? You found God and you're like, you know what? I'm going to live my life for Christ right now. This is what I want to do because I want to change my life. I want to change my legacy. I want to change my parent, uh, the way my kid the way I parent my kids, the way my kids are coming up. I want to do things differently than what I did before or what, how I was raised. This is how I want to do it. And you have the right to do that. Right. But let's just say your parent, um, doesn't believe in Christ and they're like, no, this is how we're going to, this is how you should do it. And you just put up a whole bunch of guilt on you because of traditions or because of, um, just the way that they think you should be parenting or you should be running your household, you should be living your life. And so there's this heavy weight that's on you and you are going to have to make a decision and say, you know what, I'm living for Christ now. And this is the way things are going to be. Doesn't mean you love your parent any less. It doesn't mean you um, disrespect your parent or, or not honoring of them, but you say, Hey, this is, this is my, because ultimately it is your life, especially if you are going down the road of of having Christ, a Christ-centered marriage and a Christ-centered household and a Christ-centered life. Like that is your choosing. If you and your husband are like, this is what we're going to be doing. You have to stand um, firm in that. And so moving out to California, I've met quite a few people that um, that are first time, first generation Christians where their parents might be of another culture, another religion. And so they're having a lot of kind of pushback from the parents and it's kind of hard for them to, to navigate because like, wait a minute, I want to be honoring to my, to my, you know, family and to my culture, but at the same time, this is what I'm doing, you know, and I, and I, I know it's not an easy thing to do. And to, um, let's just say you are of the same religion. Let's just say you have a mom and dad that are Christian. I'm air quoting because not everybody Christians the same way. 
right? Not everybody does. There are some people that are like, you know what? There's different levels to this. Not levels. There's different ways that people do it, right? Some people say, okay, I'm a Christian. I believe in God, but they still do, you know, sin. They still living in sin. They still feel like, you know what? I believe in God. I give my life to Christ. I'm going to heaven one day and I can do what I want to as long as I'm here on this earth, right? And then there are people that are, you know, really, really extreme. And they're just like, no, I'm never going to um, have a, a drink. I'm never going to cut my hair. I'm never, I'm always, my wife has to always wear dresses or rather women and you might like have to wear a dress all the way down to the to the ground and you know I'm not saying anything is wrong with that I'm just saying there are different ways that people do Christianity and so that being said your mom might be like well you know you might say you know what I don't want my children watching um any scary movies right I don't want them watching anything that's not godly and your mom might come along and be like, girl, are you holier than thou now? No, they can, why not let them, I let you watch it. You know what I mean? Something along those lines, right? And so you get to decide how you're going to run your household. Um, and you and your husband rather get to make that decision. If you have a parent that's coming along and, and want to uproot what you're doing or, you know, be um, not be on the same page as you as to what you're doing and how you're raising your children, then guess what? Uh, you get to let them know, hey, I love you. You're my mom. Uh, you're my dad. And I love you. But this is how we are going to raise our kids in our household. And you don't get to come and disrupt that. And if you come into my house with disruption or you come bringing melee, then I'm going to put a stop to it in, in a loving way, you know, and just basically say, hey, we're not going to talk about that right now. We're not going to do this in front of my kid. You get to do this, right? It's your house. So um, I just wanted to say that, like there are parents out there and and, and to my um, friends that are listening, whose parents are of a different culture, I don't pretend to even know like how you guys will navigate that. But I do know that you have a right to say, hey, I'm a Christian and this is our household and this is how we're going to do things now. But it's not easy. It's not easy. So I'm praying with you right along with you as, as you navigate that. Um, okay, so B, children. Some people have spoiled children that are running and ruining your, their life. Like, I'm, that was funny, but sometimes it makes me kind of chuckle a little bit. It's time to drop that weight. Um, some of you are afraid, so afraid of losing the relationship with your child that you will do anything, and I mean anything, to please your child, even if God told you not to do it. I don't know who that was for. That was for somebody. That was for somebody. I know I'm a mom of six, so I completely understand Um what it's like to do things a certain way and then you know i'm like well no we're not doing that anymore because i'm following christ and your children are like what are you doing like what what is what is this we have to go to church now i'll talk about that more a little bit later all right so c friends some of y'all have friends that are not serving you some of y'all have negative friends friends that subtract or divide from your life not add and multiply friends that gossip and slamming people including you Friends that you have a bad feeling after hanging out with them or talking to them. I talked about in my last um, podcast, I talked about a young person, that a young woman that was in my life that we didn't have a friendship. I thought we had a friendship, but we didn't. When I look back at it, I was like, wait a minute, this is a vent ship. She vents to me. That's all. That's all we have. If we're not venting to each other, we don't have anything in common or anything to talk about, Right. And I can tell you that every time I used to uh, hang up the phone from her or every time I came from or being around her, I had this feeling of just like, Bleh. 
comfortable. You know what I mean? I didn't feel good within my spirit. And um, I had to rectify that. And some of you have friends that are like that. They're not serving you. It's time to lose that weight. All right. So that's it for friends. That was number one. Number two, um, something that might be a burden to you, something that's weighing you down is the way you treated a loved one. Uh, There's someone in your life that you may have treated like dirt. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe you didn't spend some time, uh, enough time with your children because you had to work hard and the relationship is frayed, right? Maybe you had a parent that died and you wish you had more time to tell them how much you love them or maybe a parent or loved one died before you could repair the relationship and you're beating yourself up about it daily. We can't change the past and we can't bring them back, but we can ask, but what we can do is ask God for forgiveness and ask God for strength. We also have to focus on God and our burdens will fall away. I can tell you that and time heals all wounds, right? But for some people, it doesn't. My, my, my mom left my dad when I was a teenager. I was, um, I was like 18, 19 years old. So still a teenager. And, um, my dad passed away two years ago and still held on to that for years of bitterness and anger. And, you know, some days it was bitterness. Some days he was, he was just, you know, I didn't treat your mother right. And I should have did this and I should have done that. And yeah, it was, it was definitely hard, um, for him because he never let it go. And my mom had already moved on, you know? And so I will say that when you put everything on God, when you, and I mean, just say, God, listen, I can't do this by myself. I cannot do this by myself. And I'm living in the past. I'm living in regret. I'm living in hurt. I'm living in guilt and shame. I'm living in, uh, just, just a lot of pain because I feel like this is not closed. I feel like I should have done things differently, you know, and I need you to help me and God will. I tell you the more attention you put on God, the less attention you put on other things. That is like real talk, right? Okay, so this one is this one is gonna be tough. But all right, so number three is rape. Um, some women were raped at some point in their life and it's still affecting them to this day. I can't begin to imagine the things that some wives have experienced or witnessed. And I can tell you that our God is a healer and a restorer amongst many, many other things. And if you would just lean on him, focus on him and lay all of your burdens at his feet, he will give you rest. It can get to the point when the enemy tries to remind you of the things of old. You can laugh in his face because you know that you are not the rape that happened to you. Also because your test is now a testimony and God has freed you to talk about it and help others who may be experiencing what you went through. And for those of you that are on the podcast and you're not watching the YouTube channel, I raised my own hand. I'm not going to talk about that right now, um, but I will talk about that. I think I'm going to dedicate an entire podcast to that because I know that there are women out there that have gone through the same thing and that are still living in pain and hurt. And I'm telling you that there's freedom from that. I'm telling you firsthand that that's freedom. There's freedom from that. Okay, number four is divorce, right? Some wives were married before and are carrying the weight of divorce on them. And you may think it's your fault if you're a wife that's listening, or you may know it's your fault, 
right? It may be both of your faults. Either way, it ended up in divorce and now you're feeling an enormous weight of guilt because you believe God is mad at you or your parents are disappointed in you or your family and friends are talking about you. Uh, If that's you, it's time to let that go. That was me. That was me too. Yes, God hates divorce, but our God is also a forgiving God. And if you have already repented and asked God for forgiveness, then you have to believe he has forgiven you. If God has forgiven you, then it's time for you to forgive yourself. And move on with your life, praising the Lord's name and everything that you do. Acknowledge your mistakes and do not bring them into a new marriage. Again, raising my hand. Again, raising my hand. Okay, a lot of these things are I'm raising my hand for because I've experienced it. So I am speaking from experience. I'm speaking from as a as a woman who uh, had to lose all of this weight. Honestly, Um, not everything, but some most of these things on here I've been through. All right. So number five is weight loss. Now, I wanted to touch on this as well, because I know there are a lot of wives that struggle with body image issues. We don't look the same as we used to when our husbands met us. We at times feel unattractive. Our mis- our midsections are rounder than we would like them to be, amongst other things. Some of us are on medications that have made us put on weight. Some women are depressed and eat to fill a void. Um, let it let go. This let go of the burden, sis. How to love yourself in the skin that you're in through Jesus. Turning everything over to him, including your weight loss. Asking for strength, perseverance, will, and determination. Do you know that God gives us a strength to do what we cannot do in our own might? It's a shift in who you are and who you're depending on. If you depend on you, more than likely you will fail. Look at your track record. Raising my hand again, guys, for those of you that are on the podcast. Give God a try. What are your weaknesses? If God can deliver people from porn, drugs, homosexuality, alcoholism, etc., then he surely can deliver us from chocolate, sweets, soda, overeating, etc. One of the things I do if I'm drinking too much is fast for periods of time. Now, when I say drinking, what will happen is um, like I'll be cooking. Say, you know what? I feel like a glass of wine, right? And then I might have another glass of wine after dinner. And then I might have another glass of wine a couple hours later. And then if me and my husband are watching a movie, I may have another glass of wine. That's a whole bottle within, um, I don't know, a a six hour period, right? Um, Maybe more. No, six hour period. That's a lot. Well, it seems like a lot. But I mean, after you drink a glass and you don't drink another, it adds up. And when I notice that I'm drinking too much or, you know, like, I'm like, you know what? I've had a whole bottle. I don't need another. I shouldn't even be drinking. One glass is supposed to be enough, right? Then I'll go on a fast. And I'm like, you know what? God, I don't want any alcohol in my body whatsoever. And I won't. And so the way for me to not drink alcohol is I'll I'll say, hey, God, I'm not going to drink for a week. I'm not going to drink for a month. I won't touch a glass of alcohol. And I promise you, I don't even have the temptation to do it most of the time. I'm good. I'm like, okay. I'm just, and I'll just get on with my day. I don't even think about it. And then I'll fast for an entire month. And then like the first of the next month, I might have a glass of wine. But if I see that it's like getting like, okay, I'm every day I'm having a glass of wine, I'll cut it. 
And if I can't do it on my own, then I'll always ask God. I'll put God in the mix. I'm like, okay, God, because I don't want to make any promises to God that I won't keep. I don't want to do that. That means something to me. So I'm like, okay, well, God, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to have, and I've done chocolate like that. I've, I've gone on fast like that with things that I know aren't good for me. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm just not going to do it. But in my own flesh, I'm weak. But with God's strength, oh, that's a whole nother thing. I'm good. I'm good, good. All right. So number six is abortion. Some women have had abortion, an abortion or abortions. You were young and careless or older and careless, right? And made the decision to not keep the pregnancy. To be clear, I am pro-life. However, if you have had, if you have already done this and have been living with the heavy weight ever since, it's time to ask for forgiveness and move on. You cannot sit in the weight of mistakes that you have made. And if you have repented, ask God for forgiveness from our God. Of course, then you are forgiven. If he has forgiven you, then you need to forgive you. You cannot bring those children back. You can't bring that baby back. Move forward and treat your reproductive system with the respect that it deserves. And don't do it again. I mean, I could go, you know... I'm talking to wives, but I know that there are people that are not wives yet that are listening, right? I know that there are wives that are having affairs, that get pregnant, they're not sure who the daddy is, and then they have abortions. I Listen, I know a lot of stories. I know a lot of stories about abortion, but I also know that there are women that are living in that. And, and maybe you're not getting pregnant right now. Maybe you're trying for a baby. You know, you've moved on, you've gotten married and you're trying for a baby and, and it's not happening for you. And you're like, oh, this must be the reason why. I can't say if it is or isn't, I don't know. But what I will say is that if you ask for forgiveness, you've been forgiven and that's not the reason why. If you've asked for forgiveness and repented for having an abortion, for taking that life, God has forgiven you. And that's not the reason why. That's just, that's how I feel about that, right? Because why would God say, oh, I've forgiven you? Why would Jesus forgive you? You know, why would he die for our sins? You've repented and then turn around and be like, oh, I know I'm not getting, you're not getting pregnant because you've had an abortion. That, no, no, doesn't make any sense. Okay. Um, all right. So number seven. And the last point I'm going to make today is wayward children, wayward children. Some of you have spoiled the stuffings out of your children, or some of you weren't living right in front of your children. And now you're starting to see the fruit of your behaviors in your actions. Your kids or preteens, teens, even grown up. And you step back and ask, what happened? Who raised you? You did. You raised them. Some of your children are controlling your household and affecting your thoughts, your actions, and your marriage, etc. That's a heavy weight and burden in your life. I know. I know. Can you imagine? Coming home, right? You happy. You you get home, but you don't really want to be home because you know you got kids in the house that don't listen, don't do their chores. Maybe they talk back to you. They're disrespectful. They're doing their own thing. Some of them are doing drugs, and you're just like the what is going on I didn't do drugs in front of them like what is this like I don't want them to smoke I don't want them to drink I don't want them to to act the way they're acting and and 
what? Some of your children, uh, sorry, some of y'all have kids that are like five or six years old that you spoil and they're running your life and running your space. Ruining your peace. Your household, just like your finances, sorry, your household is just like your finances. What you see in your household today is the fruit of what you did yesterday, last week, last year, and the last decade. Just like your finances, what you see in your bank account is because of what you did last week, last year, last month, whatever. You get what I'm saying? So it's not something that you did today. It's something that you did in the past. Same with your kids. Same exact way. Let me just say, it's time to nip this in the butt. It's time to protect your peace at all costs. How do you do that? How do you lose the weight of wayward children? It's all about God and your mindset. You literally have to say that this is the way things used to be, but it's not the way things will be moving forward. It may mean that some of your children are not going to be happy with you and the way things are now. God comes first in everything you do from here on out. Once you decide to put God first in the center of your life, things change. I can raise my hand again. He will guide you and your actions and it won't matter so much what the kids say and think so much as it will what matters to God and what God says and what God thinks. You won't want to compromise your relationship with God. Those kids will not determine whether or not you spend eternity or if they can make or if they, sorry, or they can make them out of everything instead of God. Okay. I don't know what just happened there. Give me a second. Basically what I was trying to say, I'm reading my notes guys. Um, what I'm trying to say is that your relationship with God is the most important, right? Your kids don't determine your eternity. They can't. So if you're sitting on earth trying to please your children over pleasing God, that's not going to get you anywhere. That's not going to get you in heaven. It's just not matter of fact. You're not going to receive what God has for you here on this earth if you're not going to be obedient. And God might be telling you to do some things with your kids and you're refusing to do them because you don't want to piss your kids off. That's what I'm trying to say. Ah. All right. So another another, another um, example of that, you go to church, but you leave the kids at home for fear or you don't go because you don't want your kids to force your children to go to church and you don't want them to be turned off by God. <laughs> All right. Um, let me just say that in my opinion, that's a mistake. And I was, I used to do that. And then I decided, you know what? No, I, I feel like I didn't decide it. God poured into me and was like, don't do that. Cause if you leave your child at home, then, uh, the enemy pours into your child on a Sunday morning, your child is either getting poured into by God or getting poured into by the enemy, one or the other. And so for me, I was like, well, no, well then they have to go to church. Even if they come to church with their arms folded, even if they come to church upset, even if they come to church mad, they're going to be in church. And you never know what is getting important, what they're listening to. And I have a testimony about that. Um, my daughter um, was saved and baptized and, you know, who didn't want to come to church at first. And so um, I'm telling you that you need to set a precedence in your house and say, OK, this is what we're doing. We're getting up and we're going to go to church every Sunday. Or on Sundays now that some in some places churches are locked down. So maybe you will, um, you know, wake up in the morning and put a sermon on, put some worship music on in the house. Your kids are not going to like it. The ones that are not used to it might not like it. I'll say that. Might be like, what is mom playing? Ah, oh, keep playing it. 
Keep playing it. Keep playing it. Some wives have kids that are not honoring to them and they live in a household of, of misery because of their kids. Give your relationship with your kids over to God. Pray for your kids daily. Establish a godly household. Tell God what you want and ask God what you need. You may need to lighten up. You may need to encourage your kids more. You may need to spend more time with them or let them figure some things out for themselves. You may need to set your household up as a house that only serves the Lord. And if you haven't been living that way, be prepared for some backlash, resistance, and some holier-than-thou accusations. Meaning if before you weren't really worshiping the Lord like that, and then you have kids that are old enough to remember that that's not how you used to live, but now you're living that way, and they might be like, um, all of a sudden, this is what we're doing? Yes, this is what we're doing. And what? Yes, this is exactly what we're doing. Stand firm. Let the Lord guide you and find your happiness with him so that nothing takes away from that, not even your kids. It's doable, but there will be a process and some days will be harder than others, but stand your ground. And what will happen is you'll start to see little glimmers of hope. I was going to say glimpses of hope, glimmer of hope. You will. You will. God will show you all of a sudden you see this child over here is nicer, you know, or staying in or not smoking as much. I'm telling you, you need to lay those kids on the altar and just start praying for them and praying for them. But do not let them upset your peace. I'll be walking around with a smile on my face most of the time. People are like, What's, why is she so happy? Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm human. Of course, my kids do things that, you know, you know, especially the older ones, not the little one, the older ones that know better. But nonetheless, I love them. And my, I live my life for the Lord. That's it. I live my life for the Lord. I only want to please him. I want to please him over pleasing my children. And so if that means, you know, certain things may not happen or I'm, I'm not going to allow certain things, then so be it. But take your household back. So that was it for this episode. And I'm just so grateful that you guys um, hung out with me again today. And I will see you in my next episode, which will be on Wednesday. Bye for now.